Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's that special time once again for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And it will be airing live momentarily. This is that place to ask those special questions about PCs, technologies, with your computer, iPhone, and those smart devices designed to work at home and in the office that's supposed to make life easier. We welcome your questions tonight. And please help me welcome the CEO and founder of the Jaymore Connection, Inc., and the star of tonight's show, Mr. John C. Morley. Check us out more at jmor.com. and picnics and all kinds of stuff and lots of festivities with friends and family. And um, so I'm sure you've uh, definitely had a very good um, good day on this uh, Labor Day weekend with today, September 5th, Monday, ending hopefully a wonderful, long, stressful, and uh, interesting weekend. So when we talk about, you know, technology, we talk about being with family, we talk about friends, it always seems to come to mind is memories. And no, I'm not talking about the song memories that I know some of you are probably in your head uh, playing as I said that word. I'm not talking about the memory song. I'm talking about how each and every one of us in life make memories with those we're close with, friends, family, partners, others, etc. Uh, and, um, you know, those moments in life are so precious, and we want to share them with other people, and we do that through lots of different methods, through uh, uh, sharing pictures. And the way we used to do it many years ago is we used to take, take to our local uh, drugstore or food store or what have you, and we'd bring that roll film, and we'd get it developed, and we'd take usually, um, some of them would do processing in an hour, some of them would do in a day or a couple days, and we'd go shopping, and by the time we're finished shopping, our photos would be done. Well, that's where things started. And then, what happened was the whole image, if you will, really stopped using film. Now, there are some people that probably still use film for specialty applications, but most professional photographers today and even hobbyists don't use film anymore. How do use film anymore? Really simple. Film's expensive, costs more money to have to develop, and you don't get that instant take the picture. You can see if the picture came out great, delete it and retake another one. There's no surprise. So you know exactly how the picture um, is going to turn out. You just print it and you're all ready. Before we talk about photos and videos and how we can actually take the videos and photos 
and make them into some really creative projects pretty easily. Pass them on to friends and family members so that you can share those uh, wonderful experiences. So one of the programs I like to use is a program called Power Producer. Uh, many of you are may or may not be familiar with Power Producer, uh, but Power Producer is actually a program that will allow you to do quite a few different things. So when we start Power Producer, and, and Power Producer actually comes with um, actually comes with a lot of a lot of systems out there today. It, it comes bundled. You get Power to Go, and you also get the ability to adjust the Power DVD player. Company CyberLink actually makes this. So Power to Go is a CyberLink uh, by very similar to like a Nero or something like that. So the question always comes up to me, John, can I burn photos by Windows? Well, if you're using Windows 7, you can burn your images using the operating system. You can even burn DVDs. Now, if you're using anything prior to Windows 7, the only thing unfortunately you can burn just DVDs. You could not burn DVDs. Okay? So that's um, pretty important to know. And then to, what that does is allow you to do a whole bunch of neat things. Uh, sometimes you'll get a cyber uh, with your computer. You'll get a with a camera. Uh, a lot of times they like to bundle this great software. And one of the things we're going to start doing over the next few weeks is we're going to talk about software. We're going to talk about some tips and tricks on how to use software because the questions we've been getting over the last, I'm going to say, weeks uh, to a month is I have a software, but I don't know how to use it. And I don't know how to do this one particular thing. No problem. So when we launch CyberLink Power Producer, we're actually greeted with a screen that shows us the CyberLink Power Producer logo. And then we have uh, some things here, such as we have produce, uh, produce a movie disc, disc, open a project, and then we have disc utilities. So let's go right into produce a movie. So produce a movie disc is really easy. We're going to click on produce a movie. And it's going to, up and it's going to ask us, which of the following formats would I like? So first thing is, am I using uh, use for your production? So basically, we're going to be using a DVD, okay? Um, we can use DVD, DVR, video recording, and DVD VR, minus VR. So I know what a lot of you are probably saying, you know, what's the difference between you know, DVD uh, minus VR and DVD VR? And, you know, and, and that's actually a very, very familiar with DVD VR. How many are familiar with just, v, with just DVD VR? That's phones tonight. Um, so DVD minus VR is actually something that's been around for uh, a little while. And then we had DVD VR VR plus. So the video recorder, video recording mode, it's a, it's a feature on um, standalone DVD uh, recorder. That's VR. They call it VR mode. Um, so basically what that means is that you can basically record right from your device onto your said media. So uh, if you did v VR minus, okay, 
uh, BR minus um, is, uh, is for defines a logical format for video recording on DVD-R. Now the DVD minus VR, it's a specification and it allows uh, some of the main features such as up to 99 titles per disc, uh, multiple playlists, adding chapters, uh, bookmarks to recording, support sub languages for recording bilingual broadcasting, fragmented recording, frame accurate editing, uh, video and files such as digital pictures, a single disc, which is great, using a DVD minus VR. And the title and, and you have title and disc protection. Or you can do them in four three uh for the older TVs. So that's actually the the format for what DVD VR minus. Again, if you look at the DVD uh DVD VR, uh again, uh so if you're asking me a question because what are the differences differences between DVD VR and DVD Minus uh, probably the uh, best way to explain. So a DVD R, um, basically it's DVD dash R. DVD plus R is DVD plus R. Nearly identical. The discs will look the same. They're both supported by most DVD ROMs and DVD burners. The difference is the format. They determine the location of the laser beam on the disc. So that's really the only difference between the DVD uh, minor and the DVD R. Now, um, so again, they're going to look exactly the same. The DVD minus R actually uses tiny marks on the disc called LAN to determine laser positioning, and the DVR discs do not have LAN. Uh, but instead, they measure a wobble frequency. So that's the difference as the laser moves toward the outside of the disc. So a DVD R format. Actually, minus R came out by the um, by Pi by Pioneer. Came around was developed the second half of 1997, and uh, the DVD plus R actually came out by Sony and Philips, and was introduced in 2002. So again, the DVD plus R does not have the uh, instead it, it measures the wobble frequency. So really interesting. So now most of the companies out there they developed DVD format. So um, the question is DVD question R, DVD question R, W. So when you're looking at medium like DVD uh, W, it's read-write. So not only is it readable, but it's, all, it's awesome. Um, so you actually can read and you can write. And um, give an example, if you have a DVD plus R drive, um, you basically, when, when you look for media, your DVD, make sure that it ends in a minus R. Drive or a plus R drive, you have to have a DVD plus R drive. So if you have DVD something R drive, you can use either DVD minus R, still popular, or but it's more popular than the DVD plus R. But they're both wildly supported. Which but the most important thing to this is that uh, the companies are developing these hybrid DVD drives, so they support both the DVD minus R technology. To help distinguish where the laser is going, and then the other one actually uses uh, wobble frequency to discover the laser the outside. So I know that's um, pretty interesting to some of you, but I thought it was important to cover that because when we talk about DVD, and of course you have a 
um, you have VR, okay, and then you have DVD minus VR. Same thing with DVD, everything is VR for recording, and DVD minus VR, again, if from our little talk before, we remember that the minus, okay, uh, so remember, the, the difference again is that the one that uses uh, the plus R just does it by wobble frequency, and the minus R does it by the and then that's how that how that works. Now, so you want to make sure that you're going to be a video project that are going to be either the VR or V minus appropriately, depending on whether your machine supports them. But again, those are the default. You can think about the, the capacity. So are you using a 1.4 gigabit, which I bet I, I rarely think you have, or using 4.7 gigabit, just kind of like the latest standard. And then you have the 8.5 gigabit, which is like the latest standard. So if you were burning for example, like an image of a window, you actually need to have a disk because their image is actually over 5 gigs. So you have to have a disk that's in the 8 gigs. Okay. That works. Now, when we select the playback aspect ratio, do we want to do a 4-3? Okay, there's numbers to some of you. I know you're probably saying, well, John... You know, we're, what, what is the difference between a 4-3 ratio and a 16-9 video? And it's really simple. It just has to do with uh, between the 16-9 versus the 4-3. It's been around very early days. It started around the 1940s and 1950s. And it has an aspect ratio of a 4-3. And basically it's referred to as being NTSC or pan scan. A uh, majority of a lot of the analog channels still broadcast in 169 is a product of movie producers and they wanted to find a better way to give videos a more lifelike experience, such as the widescreen format, 169. It gives you the ability to have a bigger picture. When you compare it to a 4.3, it's it's like night and day. A lot of you have the high definition TVs will, if they don't have it set for 69, you're not watching something HD, you have something 4.3, it's a very small, it's going to have this little bar on the side that comes up so it doesn't damage the TV because you have this little thing in the center that kind of keeps the picture nice. But again, nice people do have a 69. It's rare that you will see a 16, uh, a 4.3 ratio, but it does happen on some of the older movies and stuff like that. And also some of the old TV cameras find uh you know that type of information. So so we're gonna select this the aspect ratio. I'm gonna pick from project. I'm gonna so in Power Producer we have something here called video files. Very easy, very simple. And then we also have something called uh we have something called scene on So examples I'm gonna go here and I'm gonna pull up a video that we've done. Just gonna go pull one up here, and I have actually saved. So I'll pull up one of the files that we were working on, and um, we'll look at the right quick here. And if we look at that video, we actually can import um, pretty much any kind of file uh, we would like. So we can bring a video file into our project. We can bring a Project. Um, we want to just bring some photos. We could bring them in now. 
let's say that you wanted to capture video. No Talking, so it has a complete uh, video capture utility. And when it does that, you actually can record those pieces of information, and then you can make them part of your project. You can say okay or cancel when you're done, and then you can actually go through and you can add things like more photos. You can actually do a still capture if you just want to. Let's say you wanted to just capture, like I have a, a one here. She has a uh, a 1954 Mercury Monterey uh, car, actually a car that he had when, uh, when he went to high school. And um, so I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to add that. And I just went and added a car, and I can see the car actually in, in the scene uh, that I added. And it has a picture of people. This was actually a parade that we had. And so I'm going to add another photo in the, to the picture. I'll add another one. And I'll say okay. And I've added two photos into my picture. And I also add a video clip if I wanted to. So the nice thing about this is I can go back. Uh, let's just say, for example, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to my photos, and I'm going to add some more photos. Okay, I'm going to add some more photos. Lots of photos from the parade uh, the other day. Um, I'm going to pick another photo here. And I'm just going to pick a couple photos. Nothing nothing crazy. Just going to pick a couple photos just so that you get an idea of how this works. I'm just going from an Apple iPhone that I had stored on my laptop. And I'll pick a whole bunch of those. And once I've picked those particular photos that I want, I can actually select them, and then I can next, okay? And then I'm going to go ahead and say okay. Now, once I've done that, they are now in my project. Now, if I go to where it says video clips, it's a starting slide at, set the mark timeout. Maybe I want to make the mark timeout to be... I don't know, maybe I want it to be two seconds. I could change it. And I can click on the next frame. Okay. And as I do that, it actually can zoom, it actually can play with that, so it'll just take right off from there. I just zoom out of the photo, which was kind of neat. And the ending slide, so there's my beginning slide I have. Back to my timeline here. So I have a couple photos in my project. I can go back and I can say add more uh, if I want to. I can very easily do that. To add more clips to my project, I just go to capture photos. I'm going to just add some more to my project. I'll just come over here and I'll, I'll add some more. Uh, I'll just pick a couple more photos just to show you how this works. It's really, really simple. Uh, there's more advanced programs that we'll talk about on, on other shows, but I just wanted to give you an idea of how this is going to work. I'll pick a few more photos just for argument's sake. And I'll pick about three or four more photos. So I've selected all those photos, okay? Once I select all those photos off the timeline, I can go ahead now and I can say okay. 
and there I am, okay? And my photo show, start from one photo, and go all the way to the end. So again, very, very easy, very, very simple to do. Okay, I can go from one photo to the next photo. Okay, I can go right through all my photos. If we start here, uh, let's just say here, we'll do five seconds live, and I'm going to change it so that, so if I take my timeline, and I was to, uh, let's say, make this part of my my project, uh, I can choose automatic paint and zoom if I want to do that. Um, I can actually come over here, and I can I can actually add uh, my photos into my project. I can add perfect if I like. I can drag them. So now um, I can click on this little button here, and I can be created a nice little show. I'm going to zoom back. Goes into the next photo. Very nice. Very easy. Very simple. I set for different effects, such as fade. Uh, and again, it 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 it, it is kind of amazing what it does. I can think like I, I could I could put someone. So let's say a twist. So I have I have a lot of flexibility uh, to 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 what I can do. So uh, if I wanted to, but that requires something called photo now. I'm not going to go into that for this for this um, for this show. I can say I want to make this one full twist. I can go to this other one over here and I can click on granularly. So now. I can literally affect, I can now affect my transitions very easy and very, very simple. I can do a pinwheel if I like. I can do a twist horizontal. I can do a pinwheel. Okay. And I can just go right in there. Now, if I want to at any time, I can simply add more photos to my project. I just go to my project and I can add the photos right in. Again, very, very easy, very, very simple. Let's assume that I finish that. Now, I'm going to say OK. And now I'm back at my content video screen where it has a nice little picture of my videos. And then I have a little play. I have scenes. So if I click on play. So again, it can work very easy if you have a TV that has the ability to, you know, menuing, you play right from that, or if you have a little mini DVD player. That allows you to do more uh, and just play it. Most of the DVD players allow you to do that. Only a CD player wouldn't let you actually uh, play a DVD. But there's some advanced features on such so, you, know, you can go to the downloads. Um, I can add sound if I wanted to add sound to it. I can go to my menu and I can literally uh, I can go download more templates from the site. Again, this is all. All pretty much um, uh, easy to do. So right now I have background music, and I could do that. Very easy, very very simple. That's just one one, one, one that I found. Uh, there, there's some other uh, background musics that I can I can pick from. Um, but there's one that I pick. Um, so I can say okay on that. Uh, we can say first play video, then we can say okay, and now when you go play it, it'll actually play the song. You have a little button that you can turn on the music or turn off the music. You can also set up chat music, like, again, very, very easy, very, very simple. 
I'll go ahead and click on play. Okay. And uh, a, nice, a nice, real flexible package, package there where I can actually add, create my own little photo show. I basically created a nice little um, photo disc, you can't see it here, of a DVD of this parade in just a matter of seconds. And this is using Power Producer. Now, there's lots of other software you can use with, but Power Producer a lot of times comes free with your computer or will come with a camera bundle. And it's just a nice, quick, and dirty program that allows you to make um, a promotion on a DVD. Now, my project right now is uh, 203 megabytes of 4,700. Why? Because I set up for the second DVD of the 4.7. I didn't set up for the 8.7. So, again, I can go over here. Um, and again, I can set lots of different options. Um, I can eat if I want. I could go into, uh, let's say I wanted to go into my, um, I don't know, maybe I wanted to go into my iTunes folder and I want to play a song. Well, I could find any of my iTunes, okay, and very, very easily my iTunes folder. The music I want, I'm just going to pick one over here. I'll just, uh, Go here to my music folder, and I'll just go here to uh, oh no, compilation of a quick little song. Uh, here's one we probably know. You guys do too, and uh, I can just pick exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, you, you know, uh, the most important thing with music is you want to make sure that uh, you have the license to use the music. If you're using it with just family, not a big deal. Very important that you're using it's, uh, you've either paid for the rights or it's royalty free. So right now I'm going to add um, so I can add that into my clip, and I can go ahead and say okay. And as I'm watching the uh, the clip, it actually will play the music for me. And again, remember, I can do my transitions. So now we can set up chapters if we wanted to set up chapters, such as parade starts, middle of parade, uh, end of parade, great standing review, words from me. And I can do all this very easy, very simply. It's not just for parades. I mean, um, we're big car buffs. We like to do selections. You can do it with bar mitzvahs, uh, weddings, um, christenings. You could do it with um, my first, whatever it is. There's just a lot to do. Maybe um, you're going to keep the first time. Maybe you want to do your vacation in the Alps, or you want to do your first ski vacation, or whatever. So you can take all these great pictures, and you can put them into Power Producer and produce a nice DVD disc in Really, really simple. So again, you can make this very simple and easy to use. Um, you have a little bit of pre-check. And when I click on play, you'll see that it now automatically plays and goes right through to the turn of the music. And actually it has the effects, and it just rolls right through. And again, we just did this in a matter of, although I did just a few minutes, but I was thinking a little bit. We did this whole presentation, okay, in less than 
I'm going to say I just did under five, five minutes. Now, what's also nice is you can go into the photo slideshow, and I'm going to pick my photo slideshow again here. And in my photo slideshow, I can actually pick maybe I want on this particular image, I want it to be pinwheel effect. So I could go to that particular photo. Okay. And very simple. Now, if, if a photo is not the right way in your photo, no problem. Just photo it, and your photo will be in good shape. Okay? Very, very easy. Uh, very, very simple. So, we're just the album. So, you can pick the entire album. So, that's the one you can pick to, to slideshow slide that. Uh, you can check if you'd like to do that. Um, you could choose to do a shove left. You could choose to do a slide vertical. And there's lots of different options. I'm just giving you an idea. If I want to, I could do a um, wave. Maybe I want to do, I don't know, maybe I want to do a wipe, a wipe up. And I could say okay. And again, I could click play. I could see your eyes close in. Uh, in minutes, very easy, very very simple, simple to do, and um, you can photos uh, libraries really nice, really simply, and you know really really easily. It, it just makes it really easy. And and I can click on the little speaker to turn off the music. Uh, but I think I think it's kind of neat. I think you're getting the idea that um, you, know, you can make these projects at home in just time. You don't need anything really complicated to do this. Uh, they're very, very simple projects. We're going to talk more about the editing some things like that in, in future shows because a lot of people ask me, you know, how do you do these effects? How do you get these things to work? And, you know, they're all great questions. The, the issue is, is that, you know, you have to practice. But if I could at least give you some insights to what to practice and how to play around with it, I bet you probably could put your first presentation together the first time you try it. It might only take you 20 minutes. You know, once you get through and play with it, and uh, like I said, you can add you can add photos to it very very easily. You can change background music. But the background music doesn't have to be background music. Background music could be things like a narration. So like I said, there's lots of stuff that you can actually do when we talk about you know when we talk about background music. So I think that's really uh, I think that's really important to know um, how that works. Ryan, really, it's time for a break? Okay. Uh, well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you stay where we are. We'll be right back after this quick break. Have data that needs to be destroyed? Don't take a chance. Let the experts at the Jmore Connection completely destroy and eliminate your data. For over 15 years, Jmore has been helping companies all over New Jersey with data security, destruction, and IT needs. Call 877-767-5667. Jmore meets federally mandated data disposal policy. Call 877-767-5667 now. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about, uh, by the way, you joined us. I hope you had a wonderful uh, long holiday weekend and are enjoying this wonderful day. And uh, uh, didn't eat too much food this weekend and... Uh, Hopefully you had some good barbecue uh, food week as well. So talking about you know, making memories, one of the most important things you can do 
is make memories in life and have great experiences. And one of the great things to do is share those wonderful experiences you have with those close to you and that you care about. And um, so I thought about, you know, what a lot of people would do. They would take pictures. It's not the way it used to be anymore. We, we, we don't take pictures and have them developed. Very few people you talk to will probably have a camera. Most people will have an iPhone or they'll have a digital camera or have both. And um, their photos will be on their computer. And they're going to probably either go to, let's say, uh, uh, one of the pharmacies, and they'll print them off for like 13 to 19 cents, or maybe they have a printer at home, they'll put them in. But a lot of people actually print photos, a lot of people them on a big screen TV. But again, uh, so we're talking about how to make those still photos or those videos into something really amazing. You could take a whole bunch of still images and make them into a really great, great collage, like Power Producer. And like I said to you, Power Producer is completely free. It comes with your computer, uh, with some uh, cameras. So and that's, that's what Power Producer is. So we used one piece of it, which is to produce a video project very easily and very, very simply. And it's all menu driven and it navigates right through. Now, the only thing we're done is connect. And then it says, do I want to burn to disk? How many copies do I want to save as disk image? Or do I want to create a folder? So, if you burn to disk and you put the copies, it'll make them in copies. And then it will automatically, it'll basically delete the file. It asks you for the name of the file. Maybe you want to call it My Family And uh, if you choose save as disk image, what that's actually going to do is that's actually going to make a file image so you can just go back and, and uh, go ahead and burn it very easily without having to recreate the project. Now, the thing that's important is that when you choose that, you're actually going to be using 203 megabytes on your computer because that's how large the project actually is. You can also do things on the bottom, like it says, enable the GPU, uh, so the GPU video encoder. Um, so Cyberlink Producer is able to leverage the power of GPU to deliver a faster rendering time of videos so you can save time and focus on creating your videos. But the thing about it is your system has to be able to handle that technology. If it doesn't, that's just going to work. And you click on burn, you're off to the races. And that was really simple, wasn't it? That was really easy, very simple. And um, let's move on to the next step. So I'm going to say, say the project, I'm going to say no, and I'm going to get out of here. So we talked about network produce move this. Disc is. So right to disk, you can insert a target disk, okay, and then you can go ahead and basically take that disk and you can um, choose to copy it. So for example, uh, if you have two, uh, two particular computers, with a, or one computer I should say, with two CD-ROM drives, one drive, and then you can for that type of operation. So if you didn't have two drives, that's not going to be uh, too helpful for you. So then that, that's right there. It's a very fast way to copy your computer. It actually goes disk to disk. Very easy and very, very, very simple. Uh, and um, that's how it works. Edit disk. So edit disk confirms disk to be edited and you can um, open a project. So open a project 
Daisy allows you to with your project, and if you saved any, you'll be able to pull them up right from here, and you'll be able to work on them. Then we have the utilities. So let's talk about this. So we have the erase disk. If you click on the erase disk, there's a little uh, picture. If you click on that, it'll ask you for the drive. Erase either quick or full. So quick is just a real quick way. Full takes a lot more time, and it goes over it. And then uh, it'll go ahead and uh, perform that operation once you say, uh, once you click on the appropriate option, which is a start, um, and that's it. Now, so you take an image file that you might have either um, maybe you've downloaded, such as uh, or RDF, and then uh, the RDFs basically just have some extra information in them for things like like for example, when you were to run, when you were to make a Windows, let's say uh, seven, it should be an ISO. Um, you'd get one file if you download it from Microsoft site or use the Microsoft uh, that allows you to build an ISO, and then from that ISO, you basically would just go and uh, burn that with disk. And then when you put that disk in your computer. It would actually, it would, it's not one file, it's several files. The ISO is just a compact way of getting that disk. Now, some ISOs can be bootable, okay? But that's um, that's something, if you've, if you've been working with floppy, working with CD-ROMs uh, for a while, ISO has been around for quite a while. And ISO uh, actually... For many of you that may or may not be familiar with uh, the ISO, ISO standard uh, for DVDs or, or, or ISOs, uh, the ISO standard, um, it originated quite a while ago, and um, it actually was the ISO 9660. It's a file system standard. It was published by the uh, International Organization, and your International Standards Organization, and uh, they did it with a 4.2 gigabyte fragment of file on a DVD. So again, ISO is uh, pretty popular for different disks and different sizes. So that's pretty much where that comes through. So it may be a change to something. What you'll notice that the ISO standard for that would actually be a little bit different. Um, for example, if you talk ISO standard for optical storage, you will know that the ISO standards will change from time to time as the size um, changes. And then right soon. And as soon as we go out with a new standard, there'll be a new drive, and then those drives will be, of course, compatible. That's how that works. And a lot of people uh, don't know. The ISO is very, very important. That when stuff like this, ISO basically makes it so easy to just download one file and manage it or have a whole bunch of file uh, directories and structures, and all you had to do was just with zips or RAR files, right? And what they are is they're just files that are uh, actually uh, it's kind of like give it like and they got squashed into a can, 
and then when we unzip them, we basically put the best way to explain that to you. And then it asks us, you know, what kind of speed do I want to record at? And it will pick your uh, max recording speed. So we have, the, uh, we have another feature here called the copy disk feature. So the copy disk feature will allow us to copy from the source drive to the target drive. Now, the way it works is, if you're doing it that way, you're going to be here a long time because you're going to have to be taking one to the other one to the other. So you really want to make sure that you have uh, two drives, especially if you're going to be doing stuff like that. It just it's just going to be a pain. It's you know it's it's not meant if you take one one So the question is, you know, why do I really need to have two CD or DVD ROM burners? Well, they're not that expensive. And if you're going to copy files, maybe listen to music, and you want to maybe rip a CD or something. And ripping, by the way, is a way of taking your, your CD or PC uh, that can be used onto your computer. Now, that's how the copy disk works. So, the save disk so what this does is kind of unique. You take your drive image, okay? I drive it. Let's say I have my window set. I want to make a backup of it, okay? I put it in the machine. I choose save disk image. Very, very easy and very, very simple. And uh, and that's it. That's all, all we need to do. That image file for us. Now, all we have to do is use the burn disk image file. And we can another copy of that disk. Okay. Burn disk from folder. So, again, remember we Uh, I'm not going to get into that too much, but it's just for making a disk compatible for certain environments. Uh, probably the best way to explain that to you is um, we start with one, a certain capacity, and then we can change the uh, recording speed on the other if we want to, so we can make the disk uh, compatible. Now, again, that's not used that often, but it's an option. Burn disk from folder. So what we're going to do in this case is we're going to select the folder directory that we wish uh, to burn. We select that folder, for example, and then the drive, and we give it a name. We start, and it basically burns that folder to the disk. So a lot of times in Windows, you can actually just right-click and send it to the drive, and once you do that, that's fine. Now, when you burn a disk or whatever you open a disk in Windows, it's going to ask you something. It's going to say, do you want to open this? Do you want to use this as a CD-ROM type disk, or do you want to use the burning kind of behind the scenes so it'll appear more like a USB drive and not a CD-ROM? So if you use a simple, that is something that can So we can finalize and unfinalize. So on certain systems, you actually have to finalize, such on like a Mac, that, and by finalizing the disk, you can't write make any changes to it. And we also have utility here, which is not very common, Called the unfinalized. Unfinalized way to make this, like you know, finalized, you can go through and now make changes to it from there. Now, export file. So, export file uh, is kind of neat. It allows you to take your drive, and then what you're able to do, which is really cool, is you're able to take your playlist and then uh, those right to files. So, that's a very handy utility. Actually, uh, 
it's actually very similar to the um, sport like TV videos, VR, BDMVs, A A V C H D files from the disk, your hard disk as as a video file. So it's just a way of taking mobile files and putting them in to a format that your system can read easily and simply. And Power Producer is just one of the tools out there that will allow you to get creative and make all these kinds of great projects. Video projects, video editing, audio editing. They're not for somebody that has five minutes. If you've never done audio editing before, or you've never worked with any of these file type systems, advanced editing systems, you don't need anything crazy on your computer. You need to have um, you need to have at least, you should have at least 16 megs of RAM or more. You should be working with an i5 processor or greater. Of course, i7. Because remember, the, uh, the the more the newer your processor is, it's going to be the more the millions the more millions of instructions that the processor can actually process. And what that means in English is that the the basically the newer your processor is, handle in in less amount of time. That's really it. Very simple, very, very easy. And it looks like it's time for our final commercial. And I will be right back. Yes, I know, Brian. We'll be right back after this short break. You stay right where you are. Are you having challenges with your servers crashing? Having issues with large file transfers? Is your system always getting attacked by viruses and spyware? Or are your workstations always slow? Jmore is the solution. Jmore has nearly 20 years of experience helping small businesses to large corporations manage their technology. At Jmore, we specialize in engineering technology to grow your business. Watch out for those promising you support for a low price. When troubles arise, you want the expertise of the Jmore connection behind you to run your business while you get a good night's sleep. Visit us on the web today at jmore.com. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, if you have a question or a comment or an idea for a show, of course you can visit jmor.com and you can tell us. You can go right to our contact page and tell us what you'd like to to uh, to be hearing on one of our shows. Or, of course, you can go right to Blog Talk and tell us what you'd like to uh, hear there. Or you can go to our website 24 hours a day. You can call us at our number. Or you can chat us online for hours a day and just listen to your show and I'd really like to hear more about this or learn more about this, you know, and we'd be happy to do that for you. One of the things we're going to be talking about in future shows is not so much about technology, but we're going to talk about I'm going to call it the technoes. And these are special words that are used with technicians and engineers. And a lot can be very daunting if you're not sure what they're talking about and you feel a little bit lost. It feels like you're, you're talking a totally different language. And so we're going to try to make that a little easier. Also explain some of the basic terms that a lot of companies presume you know and shouldn't because based on something as simple as whether it's uh, technical support, uh, whether it's training, or um, just um, computer help, right? So that's something that we're going to definitely be talking about. And I know a lot of people have been talking to me about, you know, when do we have a show that's going to be earlier in the evening? I know, I know, I know. We're working on it. I would like to do something 
I'm hoping we'll do a show probably in the next, I would maybe give you an early time. And we're just trying to find out from our listeners, you know, do you want a show on the weekend, like in mid-afternoon, um, or do you want a show, you know, during the week, um, like around 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock? So, again, we really would like your feedback. Um, we know a lot of you are getting value out of the show, and we think that's fantastic. And we hope more and more people can continue to value out of our show. But as we're talking about this today, and, and now I'm going to kind of go to my corner of, uh, I guess, trivial facts, which are important. You know, when we talk about life and we talk about all these things that we're doing every day, and, you know, we talk about technology, there's lots of things we can talk about, don't get me wrong. And We talked about NFC and the, the NFC uh, field communication and how to use cards, not actually using them, using your, your iPhone and Apple Pay. And there's so much stuff. But, you know, the bottom line is this. Technology is here for a purpose. The purpose of technology, and this is really important, ladies and gentlemen, it was never put here to alienate us from anyone else in the world. That's not the purpose of technology. Um, a lot of CEOs and executives probably yell at me for that. It really was not designed to hide behind. It was not designed so that you confuse people. No, it was designed to make clients' lives easier, to make your life as a business, your owner, employee easier. So that you could do more things in less time. So that you could actually find ways to help people people more efficiently next time you do something. Because you will have the experience of doing something like that. How many of you remember, maybe it was a school or whatever it be, and um, you had a teacher or a professor and they gave you a project, and they told you to do something. And you thought this was, like, nearly impossible to do. But are you kidding me? They don't give it to you on Monday night or Tuesday night. No, no, no. They give it to you on, like, Friday night. Now, maybe you have plans. So you're figuring, oh, well, gee, I'll just, I'll worry about it. You know, I'll worry about it on Saturday. So you don't look at it on Friday. Look at it on Saturday. Meanwhile, you look out on Saturday and you're wondering, you know, how do I do this? And something that seems so simple causes you to spend an exorbitant amount of hours thinking about how something should be done. But that assignments due Monday afternoon, let's say at four o'clock, o'clock in the morning. And you just realize at 4.39 how to do that project. Or let's say at 3.39. Now you still have to do the project. The one thing I can tell you is next time someone has a challenge that relates to that same problem, you're not going to spend any time out at all. You're just going to be like, oh, I know exactly how to do that. My my wonderful blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you have other names for him or her. That gave me this project. 
I'll never forget that. So as much as you may not like that teacher or that professor, you actually have to thank them. They, they actually want to save you so doesn't exactly know how to solve that problem, and you were given the challenge to be able to solve that problem when you saw it was nearly impossible. And at the last possible moment, you figured out what it is, but remember something. You now aren't going to forget what it is that you did to solve that problem. So I guess getting back to my uh, soapbox here, challenges, technology, lessons. We're always learning every day when it comes to technology. We're always learning in general. As long as we're here learning everything, whether we like it or not, our bodies and our minds are learning. Now, if we choose to be receptive, we will be able to be fruitful and go very far with the knowledge that we uh, get part on this. We choose not to learn and block it out. We may seem very uh, content at the moment that we've actually, you know, not learned anything. Really, you're actually going to wind up learning more because the more you try to block this away, the more it's going to come back to you. Now, you may not learn as much from it as open to it, but you're going to still learn. And as I only have a minute or two here to wrap up the show, I thought I would talk about something else that's really important. So, a message to you in life, experiences are what makes the world go round. Experiences are priceless, right? They really are. Do we know what our next experience is going to be? Do we know what our next challenge is going to be? I don't think so. We don't know where it's going to come from, who it's going to come from, or in what situation. All we know is where we are right now. But you see, technology creates the bridge to allow us to get our minds to think even harder. Technology actually pushes us or is a catalyst that helps us get from point A to point B. You may have to cross that bridge and you may be told that you have to get from point A to point B and there is no bridge. You have to figure out how to cross it. There's no bridge. What do you do? Do you build rocks? Do you get logs to go across? What do you do? Swim across? What do you do? So I think the reason why technology is so interesting it only gets us to think about the what if scenario. And how can I be better next time? How could I be better? I mean, how many of us out there are not competitive? Yeah, right. One of my friends repeat uh, all the time, and um, it's amazing because you know that competition is just so powerful because it gets our brain to think in a way that we were never open to before. You know, we may not know how to do something, or maybe it's a sport, and we may think we're doing just as just the best that we can. Suddenly, when that random pushes us and 
either uh, makes fun of us or, you know, uh, jousts us or whatever. We have this new mentality that comes into us and gets us to pull from other resources like, oh, yes, I can do this, I can do this. And it's amazing. So there is a method to that madness where when friends and significant others and partners actually probe you to say you can't do something. It's not that you can't do something. They're actually doing that to you because they really know well, they like making fun of you. But they do it for the reason if you're friend or significant other or partner. They do this to you because they know that they can get you to do the impossible. Great show, great evening. And remember next time, when you have someone and they're pushing you to do something, go ahead. From all of us at the Jaymore Connection Incorporated, we'd like to thank you for listening tonight and invite you to join us again next Monday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to tell your friends and associates about the Jaymore Radio Show and call in live. Be sure to call us early next time so you can get on air too. The Jaymore Connection. We're engineering technology to grow your business, and you can chat with us right now at jmor.com or call us at 800-208-5155. Thanks so much for stopping by, and have a great night.